Hello, and welcome to Believe It, Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winley, and I believe everyone should be living the life of their dreams. This show is going to be a weekly dose of magic to help guide you to living your best life. When you feel good, then success in all areas of your life is easy to achieve. I love to empower people to discover their dreams and to ignite their lives. This show will be full of personal development stories and skills to help you take your life to the next level. My guests will be health and wellness experts and amazing spiritual beings, as well as everyday people with stories and lessons to help guide you through the ups and downs and help you get one step closer to living the life of your dreams. I want this podcast to be real and unpolished, full of honesty to show the realness of life. Here's to living your best life with gratitude and love. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Believe It, Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winley, and today I have, we will call her now, my co-host, my friend, uh, Janet Hinneman is in the Hello. <laughs> so, funny thing, you guys, uh, Janet has been with me since day one. I think I recorded... Maybe my second episode. No, I think maybe me for my first episode. Did you do my first episode? Maybe. It might have been. It might have been. Or no, which I think Charlene was your first. Yeah. Which was my acupuncturist. Uh, <laughs> uh, you have been with me since day one. This has been a year now. Of I believe- can't believe it. I mean, how amazing is that? That is so cool. I'm so proud of you. I know. Well, thank you because you've been on this journey with me, but we have been recording once a month for a year. That's awesome. I know Janet and I were doing, I think we were doing the first Tuesday of every month and we moved to the end of the month. (laughs) And then last month got all goofy. (laughs) And then I was like, why does it have to be the first? It can be whenever. It's your podcast. (laughs) <laughs> so when it was our time to record this so it would have been for March because we're in April I don't even yeah. know yeah so I <laughs> was trying to schedule a time and Janet and I are kind of the same way where we're just like okay sure. whatever oh, right <laughs> whatever <laughs> <laughs> and we just couldn't get a good time together and I know you had some things that came up and right I say life happens Life still happens. Yep. And I came up to record a podcast and I just wasn't feeling it. And I was like, oh, am I going to put out subpar work? Heck no, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, Not Coach is- Nicole Whitley. <laughs> <laughs> this is like my podcast. Yeah. Because I have to put out it. Like I said, I want to put out an episode every week. But guess what? If I don't, it's freaking fine. Right. So here we are. I don't know when our last episode was, but who, guess what? Who cares? Right. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the now. We're just in the present moment. Listening, We will give them the magic because I believe it or not, I do have people (laughs) that love you all for it, that call me out. What I miss, (laughs) ask me about you. I've had, oh my gosh, Gina, I've had several people that have Actually, I think I've reached out to you. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, I know insurance tends to play a, a part. Yeah. Uh, I hate that it does because I see this a lot, and you probably have seen this quote or heard the statement or whatever we want to call it. 
where you either pay for it now or you pay for it. That is the truth. When you I mean, that's the truth, right? When you're sick. So do you pay for it now or do you wait and pay for it when it's late? It is the truth, right? It's the truth. Yeah, and you, pay, <laughs> and you pay a lot less now than when you're reacting to it in the future. Yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah. You know, self-care is hard for, I think, some people. Even, like, I have a hard, not now, but I did have a hard time, like, talking about my self-care. Like, even a massage. Like, I had a massage this week. And people be like, oh, well, you know, what'd you do? And I was like, oh, I've got my massage. And they're like, ah, must be nice. And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, like, yeah. It's torture yeah. <laughs> because I'm getting yeah. massages, sports massages, deep tissue massages. Because I want to be in optimal health, right? So I want right. To so it's not. I mean, I'm not at the spa getting. You know, right? <laughs> that would maybe be different, but that's okay. Every right, day. which would be okay too. Yeah, I actually was just thinking that I want to write a post about switching that belief around self-care, like away from that self-care is indulgent or selfish or princessy to that it is necessary to be your best. You know what I mean? That your, your body and your mind absolutely needs it to function optimally. And that if we're going to go and work with a trainer to get the optimal you know, function out of our body, or we're going to go work with a coach to get the optimal function out of our business. You know what I mean? If we're going to take our car and put the best fuel in it and take it to the best mechanic, why wouldn't we do that for our body? It was, I have been reading, you know, we were talking earlier about, I've been reading all this stuff about trauma and the sympathetic nervous system and the vagal nerve and how the the mind-body connection and how trauma is so stored in the body and how to remove it from the body, right? And, you know, it was just so fascinating to me because it's all the stuff that we talk about as self-care. You know, there are a few sort of slightly different approaches and techniques to doing it, but ultimately it's about body work, right? It's about, you know, massage, yoga, Pilates, walking, it's about breathing, it's about meditating, but somehow the medical, we don't see the medical community who has the respect, right, of sort of the mainstream coming out and saying, listen, 75% of cases that walk into our doctor's offices have no biological base like we can find nothing physically wrong with that person and yet they are having significant acute and chronic symptoms so it isn't that 75 percent is in their head it's a 75 percent is their stress in their body right and i feel like we're the only sort of developed civilization that doesn't get that profound mind-body connection right that there it isn't just that there's a body here and a mind and you can just push yourself as hard as you want and expect your mind to be where it needs to be that it's physically impossible to do that and that all these things that we push off for another day like moving our body every day sleeping enough drinking enough water eating the healthy food laughing meditating all of like 
that these things are critical for like mitochondrial function, for all those things, all those sciencey things that we value, but somehow we're not getting that message about self-care. Somehow the message gets diluted into pedicures and princessy white women. And it's so not that, right? It is the very basis of what we need for minimal functioning in the world. And that the more and better we do, then the more and better we can function. Our relationships will be better. Our health will be better. Our mindset will be better. Our careers will be better. Every single thing will be better because our body is functioning. We have to give ourselves permission to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was talking to you beforehand on what we wanted to talk about today. And I, I wanted to talk about balance and also like the stigma. Yeah. <laughs> or the stigmatism, however, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So I get it a lot with my morning routine. And yeah. yes, 10 years ago, did I hate getting up every day? A hundred percent. You know that. Yeah. I could yeah. sleep my life away. I would have slept my life away. Yeah. Full of fear, anger, and depression. And nowadays, before Duchess was uh, <laughs> <laughs> my, new, my new love, my new baby, Duke and I were our, we usually got up around 8, 8.30. However, I don't bounce out of my bed, get on my phone and start working or start right messaging people back or any of that. I, I, my morning routine is so important to me. And so I don't, I never like to have appointments before nine. I really wouldn't like to have an appointment before 10. Yeah. Nine, because I almost felt like I was that loser because I couldn't do a nine o'clock appointment. Right. It's not about me sleeping or it's not about me being lazy. It's about me setting my tone, doing my self care, so that I can First. have the right. most out of the day and the best. Right. No, absolutely. And there is a stigma out there, right? We do really glorify, right? We glorify pushing ourselves beyond our limits, and we really do stigmatize taking care of ourselves mm-hmm. to our peril as a culture, right? I mean, we can. We can really see when you compare our statistics, I mean, we're a developing country and yet, you know, our obesity rates and our addiction rates and our infant mortality rate, I mean, are terrible. And that's not because our hospitals aren't top of the line. That is because our self-care is so terrible and, and our our disconnection between body and mind and our need to hustle and push all the time and not allow ourselves what we biologically need to survive and thrive. You know, you have to be up, you have to get up at five in the morning, you have to go to the gym and you have to hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. And you have to pay attention to your kids and rush and then anger. Get the car. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. You have to be on time and it's hard to work and be angry at everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, you know, I hear people too that are, you know, work, 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 career driven, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Sure. Then they are like, all I am focused on is work, 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 career, career, career. But where is your home life? What is your right. home? Where's the balance? Relationship like? Where's the balance? Relationships with your significant other, with your children, right. with your friends, with, you know, like, where's the balance? Right. Right. Where's the balance? Yeah. 
Where's the balance? And guess what? It's okay if you're not working, 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 nothing, you know, work, 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 work. It's right. like chiropractic. <laughs> they close for like three hours every day. Right. Every one of them. Every one right. Of them. Right. Focus on. Right. To, to eat a healthy lunch, to move their own bodies, to see their families, to work as a team, to stay ahead of it so that they can provide the best service for you. My sessions start generally at 10. And that is because I need those two hours in the morning for me, you know, that to so that I can come into my sessions and my work full, right? Full to where I can listen, I can give, and I can be fully present rather than coming in stressed out and aggravated and depleted where I can't, you know what I mean, where I can't be. And then I'm more, you know, then it's you're, you're more likely to kind of catch the energy of other people and that yeah. doesn't, you right. know, right? That's not, you know, so it's in order for me to be able to do this long-term and to do it well, I have to be able to take care of myself first so that then I can go and be there for the people that I can be there for. But if I don't take that time to give my own self what I need, then what do I have to give to others? So it's interesting about that with the permission. You know, I've been posting a lot about you have permission to rest, you have permission to be angry, you have permission to cry. Because I think so much of what people come into therapy for is permission, right? Is so often we know what it is that we need or want, but we don't give ourselves permission for it. You know, sometimes I've had recently a few moms come in who have teenager, young college age children who have had very significant special needs for all of their adolescents, you know, where they've been in and out of treatment and waiting for the phone call in the middle of the night and a constant, constant stress. And, you know, they sort of come in and are so upset with like, there must be something wrong with me because, you know, now they're kind of stable, but I'm not, I'm not setting the world on fire. And you just need to sleep for a little while. You know what I mean? What is it that you're wanting to do? And both, both of these women recently have wanted to, like, have just wanted to lay in bed and watch TV. And I was like, where's my prescription pad, right? Like, then make that. If- Baptist or May, I'm not, look, I'm not calling out any of them. I'm in no affiliation with them. But if you went to the hospital or your MD and they said, got out their prescription pad and literally right. Netflix and shit. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. But, if you're, but I think your therapist or your mentor or whoever says it, your friend, whoever it may be, right. then you're like, oh, no, not them, right? So that's why I say, like, I am your doctor, you know, and this is your prescription. And the difference is, is if you lay in, if what it feels right to you is that you need Netflix and chill for a day or a week or a month. If you go into it, though feeling anxious about it, right? Feeling guilty, feeling worried, judging yourself, worrying that others are judging yourself, fearing that you're never going to get out of bed, fearing it's the wrong thing to do. Then it's not going to give you what you need. You know, if you can go into it and say, this is what I need. And I'm going to order a pair of really comfy jammies 
and you know, a new pillow and I'm going to download all my, you know, favorite movies to the, to the, the, the queue. And I'm going to tell the family, I'm going to put a thing on the door that just says, this is, this is what I need. If I was recovering from surgery, this is what, what right would be expected. Well, you're recovering from a decade of emotional surgery, right? Of emotional trauma. No. Oh, then guess what? You're going to need surgery. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And then they're so relieved to hear that it's okay and that they can go home and tell their families, this is what I'm doing. I'm not exactly sure how long it's going to take, but I'm going to give it however long I need to do it. And I'm just going to sink into it. And I'm going to have the intention that this is going to be the nourishment that my body needs. And then of course, if that's the intention that you set for it, then that's what you're going to get. And it never lasts nearly as long as anybody, th- you know, everybody fears. Oh my gosh, I'm never going to get out of bed again. That's not necessarily the right intervention for everybody. Some people are in bed because they're depressed. But I did for two years until I found Right, right. But also, Nicole, I think you needed those two years too. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that you would be where you are now if you hadn't sort of given in to what you needed then. And that sometimes whatever our nervous system needs, we, we need to give it. But that idea of giving, of that balance, of giving yourself permission of what is it? Do you need to take a break? Do you need to go to dinner with friends? Do you need to go on a date night? Do you need to call in sick for work? Do you need to be mad? You know, some people have so much trouble being angry. Do you need to be angry and negative and punch a punching bag? Okay. You know, do you need to cry? Why is it so hard for us to give ourselves permission for all of those, for just being whoever we are, whatever we're feeling, whatever we're needing is probably okay. You know, like. Can't keep going a hundred miles. You cannot. I mean, you can, but eventually life will stop you. Right. You can kind of stop yourself now. Or you'll have, you know, you'll get really sick or Mm -hmm. you're just not taking care of yourself. And then what you get run down and you're not working out. So then you, hurt your back or you hurt your knee and then guess yep. what you have to have knees hurt you know what I mean like this right so if it- and now you finally have the rest right now you finally get that rest but I think so many of us really honestly need the permission in the form of an injury or a surgery or some kind of catastrophic life event like I remember years ago I can't even remember the where I was or what, but I remember somebody talking about something catastrophic that might be going on in the world. And I remember kind of thinking like almost a sense of relief <laughs> of like, like, well, at least I could get out of the situation that I was in sort of, you know, that my life was so much, it was just so go, go, go. And it was so not where I wanted to be. And that, that, and I was so not able to give myself permission to slow down or be where I wanted to be or do what I wanted to do, that the idea of having some kind of catastrophic world event sounded good to me because that would finally give me the permission. And even if the catastrophic event is, you know, you've neglected your spouse, so then you're in a divorce. Sure, right. You're not taking care of yourself and you're then not taking care of spouse. You know what I mean? Or right. it, Yep. Be an illness, like I said. Right. 
leg or, you know, you've blown your knee out or you've right. blown your fuck out or whatever it is. Like, right. Those are the quote unquote catastrophic events. Um, right. Yeah. Wow. So it's, you know, and I have a lot of moms. I, we all know I do not have children. I have two pups. Fur babies. Uh, yeah. But I know you get this a lot. Um, but like you said, you're, you are a mom and you find the time for your two hours. But right. for the moms that, I hate to use that word, can't. So I don't want to say can't find the time, but what is your best advice for those that struggle? Yeah. With finding. Yeah. I'm for the self. Yeah. I mean, the struggle is real and, and it's different. I have a 12 year old. It's very different than when he was younger. And, you know, I learned a lot of these lessons the hard ways when he, the hard way when he was really little. What I would say is to start with something microscopic, right? Even if to start with, if it is just to say today, I'm going to take one diaphragmatic breath or I'm going to take a five minute break between Barney and Paw Patrol and play a song that I want to hear, you know, to set the intention to do one thing for yourself, even if it is literally just one diaphragmatic breath, because self-care is so powerful that that one moment, right? And mindfulness is so powerful that that one moment that you veer off the hamster wheel, off the rat race for that one moment and you sink into your truth, right? Into your truth, into your higher self, into the mindfulness, energy of the world, whatever you want to call it, that that is so powerful. That one second of veering off the rat, the rat race that the next day, maybe you'll take two breaths, you know, or maybe you'll breathe in for three, hold for seven and exhale for eight. And then it sort of starts to snowball. I think that's really the power of mindfulness is that, and, and the, and the, the power of anti-mindfulness, right? The negative to that too is when, I have been many years in my life on that race where there is never a mindful moment, right? That you wake up and your mind is spinning and there's 80 things that have to be done. You have to be in the shower. You have to check, check the phone, all the stuff. And somebody's this, and there's somebody at the door and I have to get out of here. And then there's this and this and this. And then I got to get home because I got to, you know, and until you fall asleep in this like panicked state and then all through your mind, you're waking up with panic too. And you just, that there's not a moment to be like, wait, why am I, what is going on? Like, why am I doing this? This doesn't seem right. So if you can take just that one deep breath or listen to the one song or really enjoy that food that you're eating or sit next to your spouse on the couch and hold their hand or, you know, just something, pet the dog stare at the beach, like just drive past the beach on your way home. Just veer. You don't have to get out of the car. Just look at it. Right. We all have that moment of when you walk on the bridge to the beach, you know, over and you first see the ocean, right? 
And it's like that, whew, that expansion, that opening, that's that mindfulness, the connection, right? And that changes your life. I remember years ago, long before we had kids, long before we even married, my husband and I were living in Seattle. I can't, I don't know, we went, we were just going out for, out for the day or something, and we stopped to get some sushi at this new, like, Wolf Camp Gang Puck or something, and there was a chef there learning, they were learning new sushi skills, and they needed, it was the middle of the day and they needed people. So they were, we, we sat down. All of a sudden we got like this amazing sushi prepared by this super fancy chef and everything. And all of a sudden we were like, we're not going to go home. We're going to get a hotel. You know what I mean? We're going to go get a massage. We're, like, all of a sudden it turned into this amazing thing just because instead of just going and grabbing a soft pretzel on the corner, we just, ha- we happened to stop in for sushi. And then it, they happened to just really this mindfulness where we're tasting the food and it felt so good to stop out of our day and just be. And so instead of doing all the things that we had to do in our day and get all those things done, we were like, we're just going to be this whole weekend. And so that's what for a mom, that's what that one breath with that one song, you know, or that savoring that one bite can serve and then the next day you will find space for two breaths and the next day you'll find space for three <laughs> that's why that's why you are who you are that was, that was <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah again i'm not a mom i am a mom to my two far babies. you are yeah adjusting to having the new youngster in the house you know, right. I'm uh, paying attention, right, being, what am I learning here? Like, for instance, like, my walk with Duke is everything in the morning. You know that? I've yeah. said it a thousand times. Yeah. My phone, I'm connected to him. I'm, if I have a dog, I'm, you know, right? We have him for a reason. Right. That right. animals can tell us a lot that we are not noticing about ourselves. Right. And, that just tends to get spazzy and once <laughs> and uh-huh. I caught myself a couple of times getting frustrated. I'm like, Oh my God, you're frustrating me. And then I had to stop and breathe and figure out what am I learning from this? And then oh, frustration is coming off on her. So that's been a little bit of an adjustment yeah. and a change for me, but it's, it's that tap on the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And for a dog. And Nicole, because of those two hours that you take for yourself in the morning, you were able to do that. Right. If you were not, if you did not give yourself that time to check in with yourself, to be, you know, to to be present, to be aware. Then when she annoyed you, you would have just been unconscious. You wouldn't have been mindful and you would have unconsciously gone to reacting and, oh, she is so annoying. This is an out of the moment of enjoying the new baby in the family, right? And even going into, oh, why did I get her? This was such a bad, you know, like you can go down all these roads that aren't true for you. But by being able to take that time in the morning, it, it carries you through the whole day mm-hmm. to where even when you, when you feel it, when you get off track, you're aware of getting frustrated. You have that sort of the watcher, you know what I mean? You're kind of outside of yourself watching what's happening and saying, oh, okay, 
that was that was a little little over, you know, a little extreme. Okay, so what's that about? Let's take a moment to go in and figure out what that is and what do we need to adjust. And you may need more time and more breaks because you have a new little one in the house. And I want you to give yourself permission for that, even though there will be people who will judge that and shame that. You know, you should be able to, you should be out and about by 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. and do all this. These things shouldn't bother you. You shouldn't have any feelings and all those things. There's just no science that supports that that's true. All the science supports that that we we need time and we need downtime. We need relaxation. We need connection with nature. We need connection with ourselves to be able to function optimally. And I'll tell you, we'll close on that, functioning optimally. Um, I am functioning at my best I've ever <laughs> functioning at in my whole entire I'm so happy for you. (laughs) I'm so happy for you. And it's because of all of the things. Right. I can't say it's just one thing. Right. Of all of the things. All of the things. And if people want to hate on me because I have my two hours in the morning, hate on me because guess what? Right. I am felt better. I've never been and alignment mind body and soul and just oh, oozing with it all <laughs> and this is no confusing right because i do the stuff do the work right 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 you work for this you prioritize this and you work for this and i hope that people can see it as aspirational right inspirational but as aspirational say wow I want to be able to be that way. Like, I feel a little frustrated and jealous that I don't, I can't, you know what I mean? My life that I have to be sitting at my desk at nine, that I don't have the money to do whatever, you know, whatever those, whatever those things are. But to, but just like taking the breath, that one breath, the first day leads to two the next day. When, when, when you can see somebody who is living in alignment, somebody who is giving themselves permission versus all the other examples we have of people who are not giving themselves permission, who are running themselves ragged, that when you can see an example that while at first it may, you know, frustrate you and, and make you feel bad about yourself, but then hopefully it also sort of lights a little fire to where you're saying, well, how do I get there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel jealous because I want to be there. So what do I need to do to change in my world to be able to get there? And when you set that intention that that's what you want, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. Right. But you need to see the example. You need to see the example. I'm being the example, right? I'm you are the example. And that's, that's what I think is so the gift. I think that is the gift of your Facebook group. I hope that everybody is in your Facebook group because you are on there every single morning morning, and you are absolutely the example because you are absolutely walking your walk and walking the talk and you are right there every morning with all of your energy and love and joy. And if anybody needs that motivation or that aspiration, if they were to just tune in with you every day, their life would go in that same direction. Yeah, and it's happening. It's happening. I get the feedback. The you know I've had guests on here, and they're like, "Nicole, that one video you did 
And I know you get this too, Janet, that one post you did or that one session, that one thing you said. I mean, yeah. you've changed my life with those one things you said, you know? And that is why I continue to do what I do. I know it's why you continue to do what you do. Everybody, you guys know where to find us. Yeah. And don't be afraid. Don't push, push, push. You know, find that balance and truly, truly, truly live that best life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So thank you again, Janet. I love, love, love. And we had a great conversation today. Usually yeah, like, like, a quick one, in and out, in and out, in and out. We had a pretty <laughs> But I think it was fantastic. I can't wait to listen to this episode because it's going to light me on fire. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Love but it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Janet. Thank I you. Thank you for having me. And everybody, go make it an awesome freaking day. Much, much love. <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of Believe It, Achieve It. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And please feel free to share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review. If you have any questions or want to reach out to me, please send me an email at coachnicolewindley at gmail.com. And have an awesome day.